0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded. And man, I feel like we have another tone shift, but not for the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I will admit, I never thought there would be a world where I was looking forward to watching The Bachelor more than Vanderpump Rules. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. that's just true. Like Vanderpump Rules has always been one of my favorite reality shows. So the fact that I'm looking forward to the Bachelor episodes more than VPR says something. That does. Big time. I know. Well, we, we're we not doing
0: it anymore. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but we we dropped our drama rating. <laughs> and oh, yeah. What are we even doing? But the thing is, like, Vanderpump Rules previously was, like, off the scale. Yeah,
1: 11, 12, well, 13. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We needed a whole different scale. And The Bachelor, we're lucky, like, five was risque. Yeah. And now it's still not dramatic, but it's much better.
1: Yeah, I think this season, like, thank goodness that Joey's really been providing such a lovely season because yeah. Vanderpump Rules has been a struggle to get through and it's not getting better.
0: No, in fact, I just, it gets worse. I think it's getting worse. Well, before we jump into Vanderpump, should we review our candy? Yes.
1: Candy reviews, with candy just... This week, uh, I don't know if y'all have a Trader Joe's around you, but we're reviewing Trader Joe's Scandin- Sour Scandinavian Swimmers. I guess super sour, but I don't think they're super sour. They're not super sour. I would say they're like the equivalent of a Sour Patch Kid. I would say even a little less
0: sour than Sour Patch Kids because Sour Patch Kids are thin, so yeah. the sugar coating to gummy ratio is really big,
1: but these are large gummies. You're right. They're a little meaty. They're they're, I that is my one criticism of these candies. I love the flavor. I love the colors. I love the shapes. I just think they're a little too big. And yeah. So it makes them less sour. Yep. I would
0: agree with that. But I actually like that about them because <laughs> not super pro sour. I think they're
1: really good. Um, Yeah. As a gummy. Yeah. I like them better than the regular Scandinavian swimmers, which are basically like a take on Swedish fish.
0: Yeah, I don't like those actually either. But those the gummy texture is different on those than it is in the non-sour ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, this texture's good. Sweet level's good. Pink one I think is the best. Oh, I really like the blue shark. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think the last time I ate them I was really into the red ones, so it, for me, it changes. Any but.
1: color but orange, basically. <gasps> really, I was feeling the orange today. Oh. I was like, these are pretty good. If you, if well, if you I'll ever fish want, want my orange, I'll fish them out before you go. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want my orange candies, take them. I'll eat them, but it's begrudgingly.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I feel that way about pink starburst. I like every time I get them, I'm depressed because <gasps> it's like, nope, nope, inferior. Don't want to waste the calories. Pink ones? The pink ones. I know. Saul's horrified. <laughs> But he gets them. So he's actually the beneficiary of my That's so interesting. Start- first weirdness. I didn't know this. Yeah. Not my favorite.
1: I think the pink ones are everyone else's favorites.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you this funny story. One time I came into work, and on the counter, we had had Halloween candy, and it was the doubles. Mm-hmm. And somebody had like opened all of them. And so they were just like random starbursts sitting on the counter. And I'll be honest, I was going to blame like a grad student or a faculty member. And I just sort of exclaimed, I'm like, what asshole comes in here and just like opens them and takes them. And my dearest colleague was like, I did that. I was looking for the pink ones. I was like, you can't do that. You get what you get.
1: I, uh, I do agree with you. I think that that's kind of shitty
0: but it still made me laugh when i was like okay
1: at least she wanted the flavor you wanted the least
0: totally for a second i was really incredulous i'm like if you took the red ones yeah
1: i would say my two favorites are pink and yellow and then red and orange
0: okay i just really like the red and then everything else is fine (laughs) but
1: okay well i just learned so much there we go yeah this is
0: why we review candy friends for all these years and you didn't know that i don't like the pink (laughs) starbursts
1: I know a lot about your other candy preferences, but that is something I did not know. Well, there we go. All right. Guys, we're going to jump into some heavy Vanderpump Rules coverage. We're going to pivot a little bit around and talk about some of the things that have been brought up in the episodes that Rachel has provided commentary about on her podcast. Yeah, Rachel Goes Rogue. Uh, one of the things
0: that I really wanted to touch on after listening to her episode in response to I believe episode 3 of Vanderpump Rules was Tom bringing up the Nima podcast and he brought it up in relation to her hitting her breaking point after finding out that Nima went on the podcast and shared like all of their dating and sexual experiences together and that I think at that moment she was experiencing like suic- suicidal thoughts and Tom shared that with everybody and on the one hand it's like cool, Tom's defending Rachel. But on the other hand, Tom is really upset with Rachel for being in this mental health facility, and he's not giving her grace or understanding about her actually taking care of her mental health. So she calls into question, like,
1: why did he bring this podcast up? Yeah, because it's bringing it to, it's bringing more attention to this podcast that was so upsetting to her that, honestly, a lot of people probably weren't aware of unless you listen to Sheena's podcast. Yeah. I mean, so I went and looked up the podcast and listened to it because I I was like, why is this podcast episode so problematic? Right. And so a lot of other people probably did the same thing. So it's really just bringing more attention to something that she was not wanting attention brought to.
0: Especially when she herself admits like those were some of her absolute darkest days. So that just kind of got me thinking, too, on the topic of like. Tom continually talking about Ariana and Rachel's mental health as it suits him Mm -hmm. and his complete inability to recognize that he is also not respecting their mental health and not showing up for them and just all around being a shitbag. Yeah. Like, fuck this guy. I don't know. That's just really wild to me.
1: Well, he uses their mental health in any way he can that benefits him. Yes. So he uses it against them Mm -hmm. for his own benefit. Right.
0: And I guess that sort of leads into this next thing, too, which I guess maybe he learns from the best was Rachel brought up this hypocrisy of Lisa being so concerned with Tom's mental health
1: and not hers
0: and not Rachel's or seemingly Ariana's. Ariana's. And on top of that you know, the way that she used Tom's mental health to essentially drive a storyline last week or the week before where it was last week where Lisa sat down and talked to Lala and Sheena and sort of put it on them. Mm -hmm. And it's like Lisa's being really hypocritical in so many ways, like for this show to just be like, faced with these real-world things happening that are having horrible effects on the people on their show, they are showing a very low level of concern for any of these people's well-being.
1: It's very interesting that, well, I know that in the show it was made to look like Tom Sandoval just showed up to talk to Lisa with flowers. Yeah. But that was like a produced scene. Oh, absolutely. They definitely planned on shooting that scene. And I know that Lisa had a moment where she was with the women at Tom Tom. But why haven't we gotten a scene where Lisa's checking in on Ariana and give You know, we had the scene where Lisa was talking to Lala about the Rachel stuff. But I'm I think it's crazy that she's just saying things like, well, Ariana seems fine. And that there is no effort or time on Lisa's end given to Ariana and Ariana's well-being and Ariana's mental health. It's so obviously one sided it's kind of disturbing
0: it is i think it's like it just shows how misogynistic lisa is in the way that she views things um Thomas, and just the one that did the cheating right and if you i mean truly lisa's a producer on this show these people work for you they have worked for you you have a responsibility to them especially when you are like in a way like, contributing to the problem, you know, you are benefiting off of their misery, you are benefiting off of their trauma, you need to then be invested in making sure that they are okay. And it seems like she's not really down for that.
1: Yeah. And so it's hard not to wonder, is she just always protecting men over women? Or is this because she's in business with Sandoval? Like, what are what's actually going on here? Yeah, it's so fucked. I don't know. Or is it all of it together? Um, Little A. I will say in this yeah. because um, because I'm rewatching the show. There has been a few times where Ariana has like had converse- hard conversations with Lisa, where Lisa has rubbed her the wrong way, and you know. Oh
0: yeah, I remember a few of those.
1: And so there has been times where Ariana and Lisa haven't always gotten along or been on the same page, and so you know I do wonder if that's part of it. But bottom line. I feel like in these instances, women support other women. Well, and,
0: you know, Lisa should be reaching out to Rachel to make sure that she's doing OK, yes. because
1: Rachel made Lisa a lot of money. Yes. And well, yeah, and the the network didn't offer to pay for any of that. Right. <sighs> yeah. No, they're
0: yeah. so I don't know. That's just not great. No. <laughs> I thought another really interesting thing that Rachel brought up, especially because I know we floated the theory that Tom and Rachel might have started having an affair earlier than we thought, especially because of Tom's insistence on paying so much money for James and her proposal. And she's just like, no, I asked him about that when, you know, after we had started the affair, because I thought, yeah, maybe he was into me then. And he just was worried about storylines during COVID.
1: Yeah. And that connects to some of the other stuff we were talking about earlier, about how much of Tom Sandoval's life is planned around creating storylines in the show and yeah. having the right com- conversations in front of cameras. Yes. She
0: she brought up the New York Times article. And of course, there were the, the really racist problems with the George Floyd O.J. Simpson comparison. But she expanded further and talked about how she would get calls from Tom or like he would coach her on. Not having hard conversations until you got a hold of production and then had the conversations on camera for the first time for maximum effect for the show. And she brought that up because in it, in the article, Tom is talking about really struggling and how he would then have to get in touch with producers, make sure Schwartz was available and like try and produce these things for the show. That's wild. Like the. Even in the midst of everything you're going through, you're not even sure you want to stay alive and you are still doing something. Yeah,
1: you're catering your life, like, everything for the sake of the show. Yeah, and,
0: like, the show, arguably, Tom, is not good for you. You should not be thinking about the show. You need to be thinking about you and your well-being. So it was just alarming. And I do think that this sort of leads us into maybe one of the things rather than like go scene by scene for this episode, talk about how much they're trying to shove this Tom Redemption arc down our throats.
1: I mean, is it really alarming, though? Because knowing what we know about Tom Sandoval, Tom has always wanted to be famous.
0: I know. And so the show is probably more than like wants to keep this guy because he is going above and
1: beyond for them. It's also like Tom doesn't really have an identity outside of the show. He is the front man for his own band that he pays for and travels with and you know he does own part of tom tom and schwartz and Sandys, but all of that stuff is anchored in him having a place on vanderpump rules yeah so if tom isn't on vanderpump rules like where does it go that's such a good point
0: yeah i don't know and i guess this is probably the the death knell of the show because tom is just I don't think he's doing himself or the show any favors and I don't think the show is doing the fans any favors by doing the things the way they're doing.
1: Well, them. I recently listened to a podcast, um actually Danny Pellegrino was talking about this yeah. about how any time on Housewives when the housewives can't shoot scenes together, then anytime there's a divide, that housewife like has to go because the show doesn't work if they won't shoot scenes together.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And so you're really starting to feel how problematic that is in this season where we're just forcing people to hang out together that aren't actually friends. It's not fun to watch.
0: No, it feels so. Yeah, it's forced. It's like I am not compelled by any of these people. They're just reality TV stars who are now hanging out together because they want to continue to be reality TV stars. And it's not interesting.
1: And Tom grasping at straws, trying to, you know, shedding tears because someone said hi to him. Ugh. He's really leaning into these storylines and trying to produce these moments that aren't actually there.
0: Yeah, I am so maybe I'm the most cold hearted bitch to ever walk the earth. But like, I was not moved by Tom Sandoval's tears. <laughs> well, yeah, had be all I was just like, OK, <laughs>
1: because they said hi to you. Get out of here. Yeah, and even in—sorry, we'll get into the episode, but like even in these tiny moments of redemption where he finally acknowledges James' feelings, it's still after excuse, after excuse, after excuse. Yeah. So it's really hard to uh, enjoy the taste of the redemption arc they're shoving down our throats right now because I just—I'm not here for it.
0: Well, and it really doesn't feel like anybody else's either. It's so awkward. James being like, well, I, uh, mm, I gotta go style my hair.
1: (laughs) That was pretty funny, actually.
0: It was so funny. We all need to go style Style our hair, hair. James. (laughs) Yeah, out of here. You know, but like that kind of felt like the theme of this whole Tahoe trip was just everybody sort of dealing with the fact that they have to be around Tom.
1: Yeah. And it's not like we're getting the band back together. It's like, fuck, like the band is broken and nobody really wants to play together anymore and the magic's gone and we're we're just like sitting in front of a lake.
0: <laughs> that was the episode, right? Like, I don't know. They get there, Sheena and
1: Brock. I guess we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about the episode. Woo, Sheena and Brock. I Yeah, I think the fight at the swimsuit store was interesting. I think you saw, understood a little bit more of Brock's side of things, even though maybe it wasn't the right time or place for them to be talking about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the poor the poor sales associate was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go do my hair. It is interesting how much of it seems to stem from Sheena's mom.
0: Dude, yeah, I thought that was really telling. We got a little more insight and Sheena did admit it. When Brock brought that up, that Sheena was feeling insecure because of things her mom said, I was just like, oh. Uh. I don't know, hearing it from Brock. Haven't really heard this from Sheena, but Sheena confirmed that in the, after, the show. after show. And I was like, oh, okay. And it probably would be really trying to have a really, really opinionated mother-in-law around your wife's got OCD. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, if you're constantly worried that you're not doing something right and then someone's kind of validating that you're not doing something right, like that's a bad feedback loop.
0: Oh, mommy issues to the max. I'm yeah. like, I think <laughs> I I really felt for Sheena with all of that. I think being a mom is incredibly hard because it's a role that so many women assume. And yet realistically nobody's an expert because you've got like what, a sample size of one or two, maybe at most, like six or seven. But like that's a small sample size. That doesn't make you a parenting expert. And yet I think so many opinions and ideas get forced onto moms, whether they want them or not. And that I I fucking can't imagine that. That's gotta suck. And then for it to come from your mom <laughs> I'm sure there's layers there of that not feeling good for many reasons.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that she's at least as we are seeing on the show, maybe this has changed now, but she's not really open to building trust with an external, you know, like a nanny that comes into their house. When when I know like so many instances where people like nannies become like family, right? Absolutely. And so I wonder if, you know i'm hoping that sheena becomes more open to that and building that relationship and trust with someone else cuz i think that could be really good for um not only a summer moon but for her relationship with brock and yeah. it could also maybe cause her it could help sheena a lot not having that dynamic with her mom
0: yes and that can really yeah and improve your relationship with your mom which allows you to yeah there's so many layers to that and i think that it would be good for sheena to get to that spot and So in that sense, you sort of see Brock's desperation a little bit, even if it comes out. And I I guess we're attributing that it's for good reasons, but like it does make a little sense why he's really struggling with it, even if he doesn't struggle with it in the best ways.
1: Yeah. Who knows how long they've been having these conversations and maybe we're catching it at the end of the patient's rope. I don't know. For sure. I'm sure. I would hope they've had like healthier conversations than the one we're seeing about it. But it is. I I can see both sides. Yeah, for
0: sure. That would be that would be hard. I'm lucky. I actually I was about to say I wouldn't like my mother. i not like I would. But also I can understand in those situations, you wouldn't want your mother-in-law just sort of like around every day giving her unsolicited opinion on parenting.
1: There's no way that if Joe and I had children, that would fly. <laughs>
0: no, that's... but also Sheena did come from her mom and she, Miss Sheena, you know, feeling like she's got to insert herself into things not surprised either that this is her mom you know like who yeah
1: that's a tricky situation it just is and i feel like that's the only other storyline we have
0: it really is i thought a couple scenes were very cringy the wall smashing
1: okay i wanted to talk about that
0: okay let's talk about the wall smashing
1: um well who did it was it Schwartz that went first and said he was sad about being single, single and forty? Yeah, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh." <laughs> um, I don't remember. Was there any other notable ones aside from Tom's? No. Uh, so Tom takes the hammer and all of a sudden, <gasps> sudden starts passive aggressively, and then maybe not even more, more so just aggressively calling people out like, "La la, James Kennedy, worm with a mustache." Yeah, and like. Bringing up all this shit, and then when they sit down for dinner, Lisa's like, "Someone say something nice about Tom."
0: After everybody had just like stood there, shuffling their feet, being like, "You know, if Tom would just like fucking take accountability." <laughs> oh my god, I hated it's that. It's never ending. Oh, but I forgot there was one notable one. Oh okay. Sheena screaming,
1: restraining order. <laughs> You're right. I can't believe I forgot that. Me too. I like,
0: as soon as we moved on, I was like, wait, <laughs> stupid. I hate that. Sheena. I, okay. Girlfriend. Classic Sheena. Yeah. The, the comment at dinner and nobody said anything nice about Tom, which speaks to your point that you made earlier and you have been making of just how produced this is. These people do not want to be here.
1: Also like that's, sucks to be put in that position all of a sudden Lisa being like what's your favorite thing about Sandoval that's toxic positivity that is like we're going to sweep it under
0: the rug it doesn't matter all the horrible things that we're done you're just going to get over it because we want to be nice
1: yeah be nice, nice. To Tom Tom's struggling so everyone be his friend
0: nope oh and yeah God. I the more that we talk about this it's got to be a mix of several things for Lisa but I think Tom being such a kiss ass on this show and like really pushing the storylines and being willing to do the most. Of course, Lisa wants him on the show and, you know, for him to continue the affair made her tons of money. She's in business with him. Like Lisa's livelihood and that huge house and all the dogs she gets depend on Tom Sandoval, you know, like, I mean, they don't, but like she's richer for him. So ugh, I hated that. I didn't like the scene of Tom laying on the rock.
1: I just thought that because we were going to Tahoe, I thought this episode would be more fun. In the infamous words of Kyle, like summer should be fun. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I thought, I don't know why I thought that. I guess I was just hoping for something positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that everyone should be friends with Sandoval. So again, like I'm not, I, I it's hard because I don't necessarily want everything to be brushed under the rug and everyone to be friends. But the show's just in a really cringy place right now. It is. Yeah. And people are being real. Like, nobody really wants to be there chilling and having a good time. No. Not and, at all. And I think it's just realistically a hard setting to watch. Yeah. You're just, you're feeding off of their discomfort. I feel it, do. Oh, my gosh. When Sandoval asked Brock to take a selfie, <laughs> and Brock was just like, eh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, that was awkward, right? So
0: awkward. And then he's like, I don't, I don't ever take selfies. Goes to Tom Sandoval's Instagram. (laughs) Does Tom take selfies? Because that also sort of feels like not to defend Tom Sandoval, but like, that feels like something that would come out of my mouth just to like make up the fact that I did something stupid. What did you think about Tom
1: Sandoval's conversation with James? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I I do appreciate that James called him out on, like, if you really wanted this to work out, you should have left Ariana. I,
0: that's what sticks out to me, too. And Tom's response. You don't know what it's like, man. Yeah, it's easy for everyone to say that. Yeah. And it's like, but Tom, that is literally the answer. You are spineless. That was hard because you're a shit bag. Not like that's still what you should have done.
1: James wasn't even coming down on him for the relationship with Raquel. He was coming down on him for the affair.
0: I've got to hand it to James unless he's like, and I mean, I know he and Allie really, he admitted they got into a really large argument about it. But from what we've seen, I kind of get the sense that like James really is hurt by Tom Sandoval and Tom Sandoval alone and not that it was Rachel. Like that adds to it because that only layers the like betrayal of Tom. Mm But, like, James does seem genuinely hurt by Tom and not really all that upset that it was Rachel, even though that
1: is part of it. Well, and I think after rewatching the episodes, Tom is the only one in James's corner for the majority of the show. And so it kind of makes sense in the breakdown of James's friendships with people on the show. Yeah. Like, Tom Sandoval has been a more loyal friend to James than Lala. Yeah, And so that, I mean, that's not saying nothing. No, it's not. And so it does. I just,
0: I feel for James trying to have these conversations and it's Tom Sandoval. And I think he's learning the hard way as he grows up, that that's not the kind of person you want in your life. Yeah. And I'm glad that he's doing, like, I'm glad James isn't taking what Tom is saying too seriously.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys, I wish we had funner things to say. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but that's it kind of where we're at. Yeah, we've got like, what, maybe five more episodes. Also, I felt like the episode ended and I was like, wait, what? I know you were like, it's going to get going. It's going to get going. It's going to it's over like
1: nothing happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, normally Vanderpump Rules usually has like 18 episodes. Right. They've had less
0: in the the later seasons. They've ended up being like. 11 or 12
1: okay so we're probably halfway
0: through
1: yeah
0: okay i don't know They don't have a lot other than i don't know they are this episode i know i told you this already but it was so choppy i'm like writing notes about the scene and it's the next scene i'm like wait what even happened in that scene
1: like why am i going all because over the valley all of these scenes shot by shot with people by themselves with where nothing's happening yeah Oh, let's talk about Ariana being on the phone with someone talking about furniture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so part of the hang-up is, I guess they've bought all this furniture together, and there's custom pieces and artwork, and it's like, how do you divide all that up? Is someone buying someone out? Are we splitting it up? Some of that furniture and art is nice-looking, too. Yeah, I'll take the pink chairs. The pink chairs! (laughs) I wrote that down, too. I'm like, oh, those are beautiful. (laughs) I also love the Lego portrait of Ariana and Tom. And I love that she would maybe have it redone with just herself.
0: She should. The Lego portrait was really cool. I love that. The credenza. She's like, meh. That should probably just do okay, with the, the house. house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's messy guys. It's not fun to watch. Yeah. Here we are. So should we talk about the bachelor? Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about The Bachelor. Okay.
1: I would say this was one of the less fun episodes, but I still enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. We're in Jasper, Canada. Beautiful. Yeah. That's just outside of Banff, I think. That makes sense. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Incredible scenery. For sure. Our first one-on-one was with Daisy. And can I just tell you, I think this date is my dream date horseback riding ending with a hot tub.
0: Well, and the music with it. Yeah. Man, that was a that was an edit. That was scenic. It was like a movie. It was. Yeah. I also want to point out before just Jen's theme throughout this whole episode is struggling. I know. And it was sad to like start with her not getting that one on one and then Daisy gets it. And guys, I was like Team Daisy from the start. But that was with just sort of the the truck and the dress. Yeah. And since then, it's been clear that Daisy's not this person for him. But then this episode was wild.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Daisy kind of goes into the date being like, I'm not in love yet. And I need to talk to him about this. And it's, you know, I want to be honest about where I'm at before he meets my family. They have a cute date. We, you know, we get to the dinner scene and she's really honest about the fact that she's She can see herself getting there, but she's not there yet. And she she kind of needs him to meet her family before she can get there. Yeah, it's probably because
0: I'm an old hag. But like, I don't know what that feels like to see yourself getting there, getting there, being like.
1: What does that even mean? That's what, I, I feel like, like that you're there, you're not. And
0: that's what I'm trying to say. Like, maybe it's because it's been so long since I've been in a position to feel that, but like, I don't ever recall being like, I'm getting there.
1: I mean, not saying that. Okay. I feel like the a lot of times the beginning of a relationship is a little bit more like based on chemistry and butterflies and lust and infatuation. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a little bit more superficial and then you grow together. And you end up falling in a deeper level of love. Yeah. But you initially are like into that person or you're not. That's what and and I You don't have to be in love. But you're like, I'm in. I'm in it. Like, I would love you to meet my family. Yeah. And she
0: just sort of is like, he's hot. And that's it. Like, I don't even know if she thinks that. Like, she just does not seem into Joey. I agree. And it's weird to me after Joey's like all these concerns. He's like, here's a rope
1: really? I know. He responded very differently to Daisy. I mean, granted, I know Maria's hesitations were a little bit more out of left field and a little bit more abrupt.
0: For sure. But still, still, I was floored. I was like, she's going home.
1: Also, can we just bring up how bad the shirt was? (gasps) I thought that, too. I was so distracted by the white, the high neck white shirt she was wearing in the dinner scene. It either needed two sleeves or no sleeves. It looked like she was like a pirate that got one sleeve ripped off. And hair up uh, off your neck.
0: There's too much going on. She had, like, so much bulk from the sleeve and the neck yeah, and the hair. And it's, and like, satin and the- too much. Yeah.
1: I was distracted.
0: Oh, her rose ceremony dress was no better.
1: Yeah, you were right about that one. I know. I had to do a double take. It's kind of like a bad Easter dress.
0: Yes, that, like, no offense, but, like, you know, you'd be really excited to wear when you're seven. Yeah. So
1: I struggle with the I mean, I, I do understand that Daisy has been through so much that I can't understand as far as her health. And it's so probably important that her family was able to be there and help her through that. And so I do understand that maybe she has a different relationship with her family because of that. But I think it's also weird to put so much weight on Joey meeting her family before she's like ready to take the next step emotionally with him. Yeah. I I think it puts more pressure on the situation. It puts more pressure on Joey. It puts more pressure on her and her family. Well, also, has she watched The Bachelor? Come on. We know these hometowns are not an ideal situation.
0: No. Families are really like, rightly so, very reserved most of the time and not super cool with everything. So like, yeah, it's sort of like, it almost feels like, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but it almost It felt to me like I was really sad that Jen went home and Daisy stayed when it feels like Jen's there. Jen's there and wants to be there. And that is a sure thing. Despite
1: having a harder relationship with her family. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah.
1: Like huge hesitations. But she was like going to move forward. She's like, just FYI, this is going to suck. But like, we're going to do it.
0: And Daisy's like, I don't know. I just I'm always suspicious of that to, I don't know, it feels like you've got, you need your own identity outside of your family if you're going to go on a show like this and, you know, want something to come of it.
1: I feel like, it's great that you have such a loving relationship with your family, um but I also think it puts a lot of pressure on Joey in that familial setting. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. <laughs> I whew, Well, yep. that's already hard to navigate anyways. Yeah. But... I don't know about that. All right. So Daisy's the first one to hometowns.
0: All right. And then. Group date. Group date. Kelsey A gets the second one on one. Oh, yeah. And that really puts Jen in a. <sighs> yeah. Jen. It's so interesting. I think women know. You just know. You're like, mm, it's off. It's not quite there. It's been better. And I feel it like going sli- backsliding or like going the wrong direction. She knew. Yep. She knew.
1: I. I was still so surprised that Jen didn't end up in the final four. Yeah, that is wild to Jen, me. Jen, I'm surprised. I <laughs> I thought I, I've been saying that she was going to be in the top four for weeks. I know.
0: Man, and I really love Jen on this date, too. She's like, I'm going to be in nature. I'm going to use that to ground myself. I was like, girl, yes, use nature. I love this. That whole date was so funny to me. The Lumberjill date. I was pumped. I would do so good at this. I would do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: It was fun. It, I want to do it. Me too. So fun. Also, I would make a really good lumberjill. I just need to eat more waffles and cookies, put on more weight and boom. I, I too could be a lumberjill champion.
1: You're wearing flannel right now.
0: I know. I'm in my, what Saul calls my butch phase. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: good though. You could have a bunch of different colored flannels though. You I know? could.
0: I want to. I'm working on it. Yeah, that date was cool. I'm here for that. Um, Maria struggled. She just
1: crumbled. That's fair. Those dates aren't for everybody. No, she's definitely a city girl. Not surprised Kelsey T won.
0: No, not at all. She's an athlete. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Also, she was committed. So was Rachel, though. That milk.
1: Yeah. And when she said that she's, like, lactose intolerant. And
0: also, like, had some other allergic thing going on too so it was like double whammy I'm like she's gonna be shitting her pants tonight <laughs> for Joey
1: thank god he kept her yeah, I guess her. it's good she made it to the top four yes
0: because man if he sent her home when she knowingly gave herself diarrhea like mm-mm. yeah it'd be rough fuck you Joey <laughs> canceled <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good thing that joey's not canceled. joey's not canceled
1: <laughs> okay yeah uh loved that um was there any notable conversations after the date part of the date so the, um, that's where she talks to jen and jen is like, hey, this is what meeting my family is going to look yeah. like. It's not going to be easy.
0: Kelsey T also brought that up. Like, her dad doesn't know where she's at. Yeah. So that both of those, again, were heavy hitters. Like, this isn't my family's probably not going to like you. It's like, this is going to be hard. We've got shit anyway. Yeah. And you coming into this, especially in these like the circumstances that you
1: are, this is going to be tough. Isn't it Kelsey T who said that she's never brought someone home or was that Maria? Maria finally. Oh, okay. I think confess to that at
0: the end or like maybe in the preview for next week because fuck, that's, that's extra hard. <laughs> that is extra hard. Oh, and I know we're getting ahead, but like, I hate the protective dad thing. I know. And that's all I saw. Um, like trust the women. You know, these are your kids. You raise them. Trust them to make good decisions for themselves. Smart adults. Yes. Capable of making good decisions. Let them do them. They don't need your fucking opinion. Play the fucking game. Tell them. Ugh. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maria's conversation.
1: Okay, yeah. So, Maria... I was really caught off guard, but I mean, they show at the beginning of the episode, so I wasn't in that way, but I'm just kind of surprised this felt like it was coming out of left field. Uh I do understand Maria's insecurities, but honestly, I felt like the timing on her part was very poorly planned. Well, I think just to kind of like
0: give it some perspective, at least how I viewed it, Maria really struggled with that date. She yes. was crumbling. She already felt kind of dumb, I think, and probably really anxious. Knowing that this was for a hometown rose. Mm-hmm. And then I think seeing Jen go up and kiss Joey and have that moment, it was just, she was incapable of separating that from feeling bad about that date and the pressure of all of it. And she just snapped.
1: Yeah. And she also said that she thinks a lot out loud. And so I think all of her insecurities just came <laughs> like tumbling out.
0: Well, sure. And, I also think that there is probably a level of comfort with Joey and in her mind, especially if you're panicked under normal circumstances, you would go talk to the person you're dating about this. However, when that person is the bachelor and you're on national television, you should not do that. And so I think it was a really thoughtless move
1: on her part to not realize
0: that like that wasn't the avenue for this.
1: Also, when he has repeatedly voiced his insecurities Mm -hmm. of not being met, um, where he's at emotionally or having someone that isn't doesn't have the capacity to show up for him the way he wants to show up for them and so you know joey's about to hand hand out a hometown rose and she says like i don't know if i can keep going which is obviously triggering one of his biggest insecurities and so we see we see joey kind of just start shutting down yeah instantaneously
0: his eyes were like done Yeah, and I'm like, oh, God. I know that look from Saul when I start rambling about something (laughs) that he does not want to talk about. Yeah. It's over. It was very
1: visibly obvious that Joey was... He didn't know what to do with that information. Yeah. And I think that she was putting it out there to get validation that she needed to move forward, and Joey was just like, well, I don't know how to go forward now. If that's how you feel, then, like, what are we doing here? And he... I do think that in the end he was able to bring up his past experiences with charity and how he had to work through that. Yeah. And how that was hard, but he's stronger because of it and all of that. And I so I feel like he was able to pull himself out of it enough to understand how she was feeling.
0: Well, he even admitted admitted in one of the ITMs like she's not wrong. Yeah. Like she this is this is asking a lot, and yeah. I think again, I love that you're right. He's got such good awareness around that he had good awareness around Jess. like he also recognizes how absurd it is that he's on The Bachelor and that this is what's happening,
1: and that it was hard for his family, yeah, like he did talk about that,
0: and it's also true that he chose to go on The Bachelor and it is the Bachelor. so like you gotta kind of also play the game. you're here. and so oh, yeah, that was that was rough. Maria really got a lot of shit sort of on the Internet that I
1: was seeing about being toxic for that. And I it doesn't read toxic to me. I don't think it was toxic. I think it was maybe a little manipulative, but I don't even think it was intentionally manipulative. I think that in that moment, she just needed validation and she was just kind of like vomiting out whatever she could. Yeah, throwing shit at the wall to get the validation she needed to move forward.
0: For sure. Yeah, I. Yep, that's how I view that, too.
1: So. woof. I honestly was, as much as I love Maria, after that conversation, I was a little surprised she got a rose. Me too.
0: See, twice now, like so. Well, except I don't know. He is really into Maria. Maria still makes more sense to me than Daisy. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing with Daisy? Maria,
1: he whew, he's into her, despite her like up and down, back and forth, like all around. Like she's hard to follow. She is. I'm <laughs> not even gonna kiss you tonight. And then she kisses him. <laughs> he's like. He's he's got emotional whiplash. <laughs> yeah, he does. I do. <laughs> Woo. Um okay, so then we have our last one on one date with Kelsey A. How are you feeling about Kelsey A? I mean, he's really, really into her. So into her. I I think she's cute. I think she's she has moments of charm. I don't really get it beyond that. Really?
0: Yeah. I was I was excited how excited she was about the, col- the the polar plunge.
1: Yeah, I mean she was down more than Joey. It was good that she had a lot of good energy for that because Joey was not looking forward to it. Oh,
0: and poor Joey making another comment about not having a lot of meat on his bones. I'm like, <laughs> buddy, you're great. You're beautiful. Like your your body's great. I what are we know. doing? <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. I they just seem to have really good chemistry. Like. It, I don't, like, I'm with you, it's not, like, visible, but, like, it also, at the same time, they're just so into each other. I think he's the most attracted to her. Okay. He has been. He seemed kind of bamboozled with her, yeah, like, from the moment she got out of that car, so. And she is
1: stunning. I mean, her hair, beautiful smile, like, I think she's a babe. I just don't know, like, beyond looks, I don't really know what it is about Kelsey A. Yeah, she's playing her cards close to her chest. Yeah. She's a little... I think she's like a little bit more reserved. Mm-hmm.
0: But in a way, isn't that kind of good? Cause it's like, maybe she's a normie and, yeah, and she I, like, I don't know, like maybe Joey can kind of sense that too. And is like, this is a person who we can just like do basic bitch life with. And, and this will be really good.
1: Joey has suggested that in, His real life, he is more reserved, and he is more low-key, and so maybe he needs someone that's a little bit more Kelsey A energy. Yeah,
0: it's not necessarily you want the opposite of you if you really are down to be more chill.
1: Yeah, so maybe they would be good.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: don't know. know. What do you
0: think about the top four? How the fuck did Rachel get there? Yeah. He and Rachel seem to have, like, a really tender friendship, and I believe that he does care for
1: her. Yes. I think tender friendship is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. But I'm like,
0: how are we meeting Rachel's family? I don't know. That also, this is the part, right, where it gets kind of unfun, because you're just like, you know he's got to be leading on. I think we should only meet three families. Yeah. Let him sleep with four
1: people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only meet three families, or what if it's like meet three families, sleep with two people? I don't know. I and mean, and then you know, sleep or don't sleep. sleep just, yeah, actually, just, to be fair, fan- I shouldn't overnight spend time in the fantasy suites with two people instead of three. Yeah, I think that 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 would be that would feel better. Three is a better number than four, for sure. You know what do we doing? Because
0: we know it's not four people. You just know. You know you a fourth know. person is tagging along. That third person is pushing it. But like four, this is obscene. Yeah, we don't
1: need four hometowns. No. Also,
0: the hometowns episode sucks. I know, and everybody was crying. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't look
1: good <laughs> for Joey. It looks really <laughs> intense. Not gonna lie. Every dad hates him. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, but there's so many other women. And God, I like, hate that, hey guys. That we is know the show. Your kid chose to go on it, so drop it. Well, then people being like, if you hurt my daughter, and it's like, okay, well, that's not really productive, because your daughter has a 25% chance of being there at the end. Yeah. And she chose to go on this show. Joey didn't, like, coerce her onto this show. Yeah,
0: and also none of this is (laughs) Joey's fault. To be clear.
1: uh, And your daughter needs to be able to protect herself.
0: Yeah, I I am not looking forward to that. Hopefully... I don't know. It would be cool if we got a good hometown. Yeah. Don and Charity had a really good hometown.
1: There was actually... um, So Aaron's family was also delightful. Oh, and his
0: mom did all that cooking. Yeah.
1: I also remember loving Joey's family as well, even though I thought his dad would be more like a part of it, and his Uncle Joe had like a weird moment. But I remember liking Joey's family as well.
0: I think even his uncle having concerns thankfully were not about any of the women mm-hmm. it it's wasn't more about joey, joey being himself yeah and like that i can get behind if you want to have concerns over your kids specifically fine but don't make it everybody else's problem
1: oh and um xavier's family was also lovely yeah, Charity had so many good hometowns. Unfortunately, that... I do think the dynamic of bringing a woman home versus bringing a guy home is just inherently different.
0: Right. The expectation. Yep. Is so different. And like inherently, like, I don't know what Joey or any guy could do when you have adversarial father figures like that. Like, there's just. Yeah, I mean. You're just fucked until you're not. And that's going to be a weird power dynamic
1: for you to navigate. Yep. I hate that. So, hometowns. Who do you see being final three? I mean, I would assume it's not, Rachel's not in the top three, but here we are. I was, I have been wrong multiple times on this season, which I messaged Jess and I said, I really don't know how this all plays out. I feel like my intuitions with the show are usually pretty on point just because of how many seasons I've watched but I've been wrong multiple times this season. Yeah. Which is fun. I like that. I'm like, what, what's going on? Where are you taking us? (laughs) I'm trying to
0: decide how I feel. Like I, I don't know. I guess I have to my mind, man, I don't know. I can just go in a circle. I was about to say that I could see Kelsey, a, and maybe Daisy, but then it's like, I don't know. Daisy's got to get there. That's weird. So maybe it's going to be Maria, but then like, I can't see Maria being okay with all of that. Like I just, I, Maria's going to implode. Yeah. I just don't know how this works out. I, I don't know.
1: I'm a little concerned for Joey.
0: Me too. It just seems messy and like
1: nobody. Yeah. And we know it doesn't end good. Yeah. Unless there's like a secret surprise ending that they're, they've been holding back. It's happy tears, you know, kind of like, or something could happen after filming, like Clayton and Susie. Susie. I loved that for the minute that it lasted. Yeah. At least it made the ending less sad
0: for sure. For them to come out together as a couple.
1: I don't know guys.
0: I don't know either. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So. It's just going to buckle up. Yeah. I will say, without saying anything, because I didn't learn anything, nobody knows what the ending is.
1: I know. Just looked up
0: spoilers. (laughs) Well, because I scroll through the Bachelor thread, and, like, for Zach's season, this late in the game, there were, like, two, three, maybe seven comments on a good day. Hundreds. Every day. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got to know. And then as I was reading, I'm like, no one fucking knows. No one has anything.
1: Like, that's pretty impressive. I'm surprised. Yeah. Usually reality seeds all over it. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, I I, guess that's that. Yeah, that's all there is. That's all there is. (laughs) I'm
0: sorry that our episode this week was a little bit of a downer. I know, man. I feel that way, too. I, I feel good, but that was not happy, cheerful. Yeah.
1: But maybe, you know, maybe next week will be better. Anyways, you thank you for listening. Please rate. Write us a review if you want. Good or bad. Thanks so much for everything. Yeah, we're so grateful
0: to have you listening. Hey, bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Jessica Brumba and Mandy Booth. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumba. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Graphic designer is Pigeon House.